0: Did you see Prince Harry was holding hands with his wife Meghan Markle at the royal funeral? Oh my God! Can't believe that they would show such public display of affection. Um, that that's sorry. I really I don't. I'm not watching any of this. It's. I mean, it is on the television, so I see like the. I see the coverage going on here. But I, for some reason, I stumbled across some tweets. This morning, about people freaking out. I mean, they're British people, so. I mean, you know, as much as British people freak out. But they're like freaking out over these two people holding. the Husband and wife holding hands at husband's mom's funeral. Really? Well, you know, you're not supposed to show any kind of public display of affection when you're on a professional time. Give me a break. It's not like he's sobbing you know, onto her shoulder or something. Like, get it together, man. You know, it's not like that. They're just walking and they're holding hands. Good grief. The things that people care about. This is Anyway, News Talk 1110-993-WBT. There's your uh, royalty, uh, your monarchy coverage for the day. You're welcome. 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110. We're talking about one of our own royal families, uh, the Bidens. President Biden sat down with uh, Scott Pelley from 60 Minutes. Did uh, a very lengthy interview. It seemed like uh, they covered a lot of different topics. Uh, but one of the big ones, and this one actually, this is a, this is, this might be the most problematic for the president. This short exchange, this brief exchange over the pandemic. They're walking around the. Uh, I think they were in Detroit for the auto show. Uh, And, uh, uh, you know, Biden got into some sports car or something, and then, uh, like, he couldn't get out of it, so they had to uh, get a bunch of people to, like, hoist him out of the vehicle, which, yes, like, that is, all right, yes, he's older, and when you, yes, he's old, okay. So when you get old, it gets difficult to get out of those, you know, sports cars. It's something they never tell you. You know, they never tell you, like, oh, yeah, you want to drive this sports car? Yeah, sure, and you get in, and then you're like, Oh, that was fun. And then you try to get out and that's, that's when you're like, I'm not buying this thing because you got to look good getting out of that thing and you don't look good rolling out of it and like ending up on your hands and knees on the parking lot, you know, and having to hoist yourself up on the side view mirror. So anyway, um, he, uh, and, and he had to get some people to help him out. But anyway, they're walking around the, uh, the auto show and he is asked about the pandemic. Is the pandemic over?
1: The pandemic in, is over. We still have a problem with COVID. We're still doing a lot of work on it. Uh, it's, But the pandemic is over. If you notice, no one's wearing masks. Everybody seems to be in pretty good shape. And so I think it's changing.
0: Hmm. So no one's wearing masks. Everyone seems to be in pretty good shape <laughs> at the auto show. Oh, okay. Um, do you think maybe, like, the people who are dead from it, maybe they're just not at the auto show? Is that possible? I'm just spitballing here. It seems like if they're dead, they would not be at the auto show. But the key here is that he said the pandemic is over. And why is this important? Because the state of emergency was used in order to justify all sorts of things that are still ongoing. So him saying it's over, Meanwhile, looking at challenges, like right off the top of my head, it's the the big one, which is the student loan debt cancellation, right? He said it was COVID. And so do you get to say that the pandemic is over and then get to argue that you still need to cancel all of the debt because of the pandemic? Because we're in a state, we're in this emergency. If the emergency is over because the pandemic is over, then why are you canceling debt? Well, we know why he's canceling debt. A couple of uh, reactions to this. Stephen Miller, he is a writer at at The Spectator, and he says, uh, Biden cannot argue that he would shut down the virus, which he did, remember? That was his campaign promise. I'm going to shut down the virus. Uh, Remember that? At the debate? He promised he was going to shut it down, and he could do it because he knew how to shut down viruses, and Donald Trump doesn't, right? Because Joe Biden, although he's not a scientist or doctor, he knows these things. More importantly, COVID, the smartest virus we've ever encountered, COVID knows too, right? COVID knows Joe Biden is different. COVID knows that if Joe Biden were to get elected, then COVID has to stop infecting people. It's why people don't realize this, but COVID was a really big fan of Donald Trump. COVID was out there buying ads and stuff to keep Donald Trump in office because COVID knew if Biden won, you know, shut down the virus. So he says he's going to shut it down. But then when asked about his approval numbers being so awful, he said, oh, that was the pandemic and it changed the psyche of the country. Wait a minute. Isn't that how you got elected? So was it was it that COVID changed the psyche of the country, or was it your lie that you could shut down a virus, a respiratory airborne virus, that you could somehow shut it down where Trump could not, uh, because you're like the COVID virus whisperer or something, right? You do that. That's a Caesar Milan reference, dog whisper. Anyway, uh, like so, you make this promise. And then you don't shut it down. We end up with more than a million dead. More people died under Biden's watch than Trump's. And the vaccine that he touted was actually developed during the Trump administration. And there's evidence to suggest that they they withheld it until after the election. They didn't push it out. They didn't finish it until after the election. Now, that's speculation at this point. As far as I know, I I don't know that to be true, but I have seen the reporting on it. That being said, you made the promise, right? You made the promise and then you didn't keep your promise. Maybe maybe COVID backstabbed you. It does seem kind of like COVID, right? You can't really trust it. I mean, he did get it twice, right? He got COVID twice. He got the rebound COVID as well. So maybe COVID double-crossed him. I don't know. But I don't think you get to blame Americans and the psyche of the country being changed by COVID. I don't think that happened uh i don't think it happened because of covid right if it did change it would have changed because you promised to wipe it out and then you didn't maybe that's why your approval numbers are bad oh also it could be like the terrible state of the economy as well see previous hour there's a criminal defense attorney on twitter definitely worth a follow her name is beyond reasonable doubt and uh she says you know that they're going to walk back biden saying covid is over right they're going to walk that back Yes, they are going to walk it back, I'm sure, faster than a Martha's Vineyard deportation operation. Um, by the way, how long did the migrants last on Martha's Vineyards? It's like a tenth of a Scaramucci, right? They were just like a day? Yeah, they're were, they were like 10% of a Scaramucci. It was very, very brief. Oh, and apparently you can bring in the military to deport people off of your territory. I did not know that. Yeah, I did not know. Oh, and apparently there, this, oh, hang on a second. Hang on. I wasn't going to even get into this, but I, well, all right, I'll, I'll circle back like Jen Pisacchi. I'll circle back to the Steve Schmidt tweet. This guy's insane and a terrible campaign manager, but um, he, the, 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 he was McCain's guy. Now he's gone. Never Trump. He's with the Lincoln project. And what he's, what he said about DeSantis is it's just unhinged. All right. I will get to that. A reminder, it's Pediatric Cancer Awareness Month. Today, Little Heroes Blood Drive. It's our WBT, our third annual Little Heroes Blood Drive. Today, we got the Big Red Bus, the One Blood Big Red Bus. It's going to be at the doghouse, Jack Daniel's doghouse. And uh, if you go to WBT.com, you can get the details there. Thanks again to Affordable Siding at Windows and Jameson Realty for all of their support. And uh, if you have some time today, please consider making a donation and saving a kid's life here in the Charlotte area. So uh, the president goes on 60 Minutes, and uh, he is asked about his low approval ratings. He is also asked about, uh, why are you so old? No, uh, well, he is asked about his age. In fact, let me just start there. Yeah, I'll start there. Scott Pelley on 60 Minutes. uh, He starts off with the... um, uh, you know, are you going to run for reelection question goes into the age question and then goes into the approval numbers question.
2: Sir, are you committed to running again or are there certain conditions that have to be right?
1: Look, if I were to say to you, I'm running again, all of a sudden, a whole range of things come into play that I have uh, requirements. I have to change and move and do in terms of election, in laws. terms of election laws.
0: All right. So hang on a second. Uh, listening today to, uh, Good morning, BT, with Bo Thompson and Beth Troutman. They had former congressman and former chief of staff for President Trump, Mick Mulvaney, on, because they have him on on Mondays. And Mulvaney pointed out, this is not true. Oh, yes, I'm sure the media is going to get right on that fact check for this. But, no, not true. Not true. You can say, I do intend to run. Now, if you're talking about the formal process of registering as a candidate and all of that, that's different. But you can say... I do intend to run for re-election. I have, you know, I, I have no other plan right now except to run for re He can say that. He has said that before. But now something has changed, right? Just a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month or so ago, he was asked this and he said he intends to run. And people were worried, oh, sh- don't say that. Just leave it open. Just wait for us to get past the midterms. It's why people like our own Sherry Beasley here in North Carolina does not want to appear at a campaign event with him. It's because his approval numbers are terrible. And so maybe somebody has told him just, you know, ixnay on the, I don't know how to do that. I just know ixnay. I mean, it's like, stop saying stuff about you running again. Like even Democrats don't want you to run again.
1: And it's much too early to make that kind of decision. I'm a great respecter of fate, and so what I'm doing is I'm doing my job. I'm going to do that job, and within the time frame that makes sense after this next election cycle here, going into next year, make a judgment of what to do.
0: All right, so hang on a second. He says something there. Did you catch it? I am a great respecter of fate. First off, who says that? Who says I'm a great respecter of something? Who says that? I'm a great believer, I try to give respect to, whatever, but I'm a great respecter of, but what, fate. Because later on in this piece, he talks about how he always carries a rosary. And Scott Pelley says, Biden, a devout Catholic, right, I know, insert the juxtaposition of his position on uh, abortion, obviously, but as a Catholic... As a devout Catholic, you don't believe in fate. You're not fated for something. Is it like the stars dictate something for you? That's not fate, right? That's not not what a devout Catholic would believe. I don't believe so. I don't think that's the case. But I don't know, maybe he's got some sort of a different kind of Catholicism that he's a devout practitioner of that allows for the abortions and such.
2: You say that it's much too early to make that decision on I take it the decision has not been made in your own head.
1: Look, my intention, as I said to begin with is that I would run again, but it's just an intention. But is it a firm decision that I run again?
2: That remains to be seen. Mr. President, you are the oldest president ever. Pretty good shape, huh? Which leads to my next question. You are more aware of this than anyone. Some people ask whether you are fit for the job. And when you hear that, I wonder what you think. Watch me.
0: We are. That's why we have our concerns. I mean, honest to God,
1: that's all I think. Watch me. If you think I don't have the energy level or the mental acuity, then, right. then you know, that's one thing.
0: Okay, well, that, that's one thing. That's actually two things. It's two things. Right. Energy level and mental acuity. Those are two things. And yes, and yes, I have concerns about both of those things. Although that's why I think they get you get the IV it's for the energy level.
1: That's another thing. of just
0: watch and, and you know, keep my schedule. Well, with all the vacations and such and the ice cream runs, is that what you're. You don't have a particularly laborious schedule, Mr. President. Have you noticed this? You got a lot of free time, a lot of bicycle rides and such around Rehoboth Beach.
1: Do what I'm doing. I, I think that uh, you know. Uh, I don't when I sit down with our NATO allies and keep them together. I don't have them saying, "Wait a minute, how old are you? What do you what they say?" You know. I mean,
0: what? Just because your NATO allies don't talk trash to your face about how old and uh, unfit you might be, doesn't mean that they don't talk trash about you and don't have questions and don't ignore you, right? And and don't kind of look at you like the doddering old man that needs his wife to hold his hand and lead him places around the summit. We all saw that. And I'm not saying this to be mean or ugly. I'm saying it because this is true, right? These are the things that we have witnessed, which is why we are saying, Hey, um, I think there might be something going on here. He may not be as sharp as he once was. He may be not all there. And the fact that Scott Pelley even asked the question means it's way more obvious and it's way worse than folks are letting on. Yeah, pretty good shape, huh? <laughs> If your hair, Scott. All right, sorry, cheap shot, but I take them sometimes. Um, Scott Pelley from CBS got the sit-down interview with Joe Biden, and he asks him about his age. He asks him about his uh, mental acuity.
1: It's a matter of you know that old expression: the proof of the pudding's in the eating. I mean, I, I respect the fact that people would say. You know, you're old, but I think it relates to how much energy you have and whether or not the job you're doing is one consistent with what any person of any age would be able to do. How would you say your mental focus is?
0: Oh, it's focused.
1: (laughs) I I think it's, I I
0: haven't, look. That That is not a good example of how to answer that question. How's your mental focus? <laughs> oh, it's focus. I mean, I would say, I think it's, I, I uh, haven't, look, I mean, look, fat, seriously, what, what kind of a response is that to that question? I, I think he doth protest too much.
1: I have trouble even mentioning, even saying to myself, my own head, the number of years. I no more think of myself as being as old as I am than fly.
0: I no more think of myself as being as old as I am than fly. I no more think of myself as being as old as I am than fly. I no more think of myself than f- as old than fly. Okay. I, I, I'm pretty sure I think I know what he's trying to say there. But again... Not a great way to answer the question of, "Hey, have you lost a step mentally?" And then there's this.
1: I mean, it's just not. Uh, uh, I haven't observed anything in terms of. There's not things I don't do now that I did before, like ride a bike, physical or mental or anything else.
0: I mean, like ride a bicycle without falling off, stuff like that. Are you kidding me? This guy, it just gaslight, gaslight, lie and lie. I mean, he's always been a congenital liar, always. And now he's lying to himself apparently. There's not things I don't do now than that I did before. There's nothing you do you don't do now that you did before. So you've done there's no change at all. You could still do like get up out of that sports car at the auto show or not. You tell me there's there's nothing. You were shaking hands with invisible people years ago? Were you doing that? Did you need to be walked up to every podium? And say, I mean, give me a break. Anybody who has anybody in their life that has uh, got some uh, age on them, right? Long in the tooth, right? We all know, of course there are things you can no longer do. Of course. You're 78 years old. You cannot do the same things. That you did at 25. And the fact that you think that you can. That indicates denial. You are in denial. Now is he in denial like legitimately. He really doesn't think there's any difference. And he so wants to believe it. So he believes it. Or is he just lying. It could be that he's just lying. In fact it's Joe Biden. So chances are it is yes he's just lying. Uh, And then there's this. You have
2: had a string of legislative successes recently.
1: How's an old guy do that?
0: Well, you have, you have staffers. You have people on the Hill. You have legislators that want to see the policies pass. You don't get credit for all of this stuff, and some of the stuff you're trying to take credit for is obviously on its face unconstitutional.
2: But your approval rating in the country is well below 50% and I wonder why you think that is. This is a really difficult time. We're at an inflection point in
1: the history of this country. We're gonna make decisions and we're making decisions now that are gonna determine what we're gonna look like the next 10 years from now. I think you'd agree that the impact on the psyche of the American people as a consequence of the pandemic is profound. Think of how that has changed everything. People's attitudes about themselves, their families, about the state of the nation, about the state of their communities. And so there's a lot of uncertainty out there, a great deal of uncertainty. And we lost a million people, a million people to COVID. When I got in office, when I got elected, only two million people were vaccinated. They got 220 million. My, My point is it takes time we were left in a very difficult situation. It's been a very difficult time. Very difficult.
0: All right, so it's been a very difficult time, I think he said. Uh, "Just Yeah, yeah, he did say very difficult time. He said it multiple times. And that's the reason why his approval numbers are so low. Historically so. Yeah, I'm not buying that. Let me jump over here and get Winston on. Hello, Winston. Welcome to the uh, program. How are you?
3: I'm doing good. Hey, hey, get rid of this Scott Pelly guy. I mean, I could go ahead and do a better job than this, this, uh, reporter. You know, where are the questions about Hunter? Where are the questions about, hey, by the way, uh, there is why, one. You need that, why did you need that ball? that uh, wall built around your house? What are you worried about? Uh, uh, you know, questions about how comes we got so many, uh, young men, uh, and women dying from, uh, Overdosing on the fentanyl that you're allowing to come to this border, you know Joe Biden. I listened to Mark Levin the other night. He called Joe Biden a punk. <laughs> well, Joe yeah. Biden. That was Mark Levin. I'm just repeating what he said. Yeah, well, Joe you're repeating Biden it because you like what he said.
0: Bag. Right? You like? I mean, you're repeating it because you like what he said. I mean, just screaming out the names at, at, at the president, uh, like, okay, fine, but uh, like. You said you could have asked better questions, and I don't mean this flippantly. I'm being sincere in this. Have you considered getting into a line of work where you would be able to ask people in positions of authority these types of questions you want to see asked? Yeah, my line of work is calling your show up. That's okay? the, that's. I don't pay and you I for pay, that. Instead, I'm that. not paying you. That's not your line of work. You get no paycheck from me.
3: But listen, I you know I, it, it, we all know Joe Biden is he's got dementia. He's elderly. He's being propped up. It's all a show. CBS, this 60 Minutes is—they're in a Democratic. This is nothing more than right. So
0: all right, so all right, Winston. Okay,
3: so it's like your station. Your station (laughs) will not go ahead and go after the hard-hitting questions. Like what? (sighs) What I just said. Why didn't you talk about that?
0: And talk Talk about about what? Talk about what?
3: (sighs) You spent 20 minutes talking about Joe Biden's. Health and his cognitive yeah. uh, acuity. Yeah. We all know that. Let's move on from the page. Let's get down to the hard hitting questions. Like what? The big guy. Are like what? The big guy.
0: So Hunter Biden. So Hunter Biden. Biden. Can you can you ask Joe Biden? Are you the big guy? So all right. So well, no no, you, no. I don't care about Scott Pelley anymore, Winston. I care about what you are saying about me because I can't speak for any other host. You're saying that I need to focus on the Hunter Biden story. Is that what you're saying? Is that the criticism?
3: Well, I, I think you can go ahead and 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 put uh, uh you know turn the heat up on the on the stove on Biden. Just blow by his health. We all know he's 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 uh, scores an F in his cognitive ability. He can't get out of a car. But come, come
0: I don't on. care anymore about that, Winston. I care about the criticism that you leveled against me. I'm addressing. Head on what it is that you said about me, which is that I'm not focusing on the real stories or asking the real questions. Right. So I'm asking you, this is now my third attempt. What is it that you want us to focus on? You want me to focus on that I have not.
3: What do I want you to focus on? I think you you know what? I really haven't been listening to your show for
0: That days. is obvious, Winston. I that is What you could focus on. That, that is absolutely do. obvious, Winston. It is clear to me, and that's why I kept asking you. Because I've already mentioned Hunter Biden. I had an interview subject on at the very beginning of the program where we talked about Hunter Biden and the big guy and the 10% and the Chinese connection. So I know damn well you haven't been listening to the program. So you should remedy that. Get the podcast. It's at wbt.com or the Pete show.com. News Talk three WBT. Pete calendar here and oh I have an email. Uh will open up. Open email. Uh here it is. The uh, uh Dan says the worst job in the world. You know that the people in the White House press room who handle damage control for Biden, have the worst job in the world. Every time he takes to the podium, they have to feel like a young mother handcuffed in a chair and forced to watch a toddler play with a loaded handgun. (laughs) You got to know, the chatter in the press room is always quite animated while Joe's speaking uh, live someplace, like, oh, geez, don't let him go there. Dang it, he went right there. How are we going to walk that one back? Dan says, early in my radio career, I worked at an AM station where we had a loose cannon sort of newscaster who loved to editorialize stories as he'd yank them off the AP teletype. The news director kept a fifth of Irish whiskey in his desk drawer for days like that. Wait, just for days like that? That's... I kid, I kid. Um, Here's an email. Kevin says, Biden's mental decline. A couple of those clips of baffle crap sound like jack in one flew over the cuckoo's nest <laughs> we fold them all chief um now i will say uh it was too bad winston could not uh withhold his uh his dialing fingers for just a couple more moments because i was going to play the one question that scott pelly did in fact ask about hunter biden he did to his credit scott pelly Asked a question. I mean, of course, he framed it in the Republicans are going to go after your son. You know, the, you got to frame it in as uh, you know, as as nice of a light and as, as with kid gloves. And you know, uh, these people are saying this thing, and I don't really even want to ask it, but you know, they they are saying this. And you know, how would you respond to that? By the way, he also has this. Uh, I've noticed in, in in watching this and reading the transcripts, he says, "I wonder what you would." say i wonder what you think i wonder he's always wondering i wonder how you would respond that's kind of a crutch that scott pelly uses in the load up to these or the run up to these uh questions and actually you're going to hear it
2: now. mr president if you run again republicans are most likely to go after your son hunter once again and i wonder what you would like to say about your son and whether any of his troubles have caused conflicts for you or for the United States? I love my son, number one. He fought uh, an
1: addiction problem. He overcame it. He wrote about it. And no, there's not a single thing that I've observed at all from the, that would affect me or the United States relative to my son, Hunter.
0: Oh, well, all right. Let's move on then. Good thing Scott Pelley asked that question, right? Man, I feel like I got all the information now. The question was whether any of his troubles have caused conflicts. And Biden says, no, not a single thing. Really? Not a single thing. Not a single thing may have caused a conflict for the United States or for the president. And he says no, which is a lie. It's, it's an obvious lie. The mere fact that the question is being asked of the president is proof that his answer is a lie, right? Because if it didn't cause any problems, he wouldn't be asking you this question. Scott Pelley, of all people, at CBS's 60 Minutes, right? I mean, maybe if you got caller Winston there, With a press badge, he would ask that question, right? But Scott Pelley, the fact that Pelley has to ask it means it has most certainly become a point of conflict. And if you run for re-election, it undoubtedly will remain one for Joe Biden. Now, whether or not it is for the United States, one can speculate. I have, in many uh, episodes of the show here over the last year, I have talked about the Hunter Biden laptop. I've played all sorts of audio with the Bobolinsky guy during uh, before the election, right? I've I've done a lot of coverage on the Hunter Biden story. And there are real concerns. I think it's more than likely. More than likely. Not just likely, more than. Like it is with almost certainty that foreign actors have gotten information That they can use as leverage against our president. I believe that it is most likely. Do I have proof of that? No. But I know the laptop was, you know, filled with all this stuff. He was going overseas to all of these other countries, doing business dealings with these other countries. I have no doubt that there is stuff that got scooped up. Look. What, Brett Winterville the other day did a story on Friday when uh, we do our Friday hangover. I hang around for a couple extra minutes after uh, my show's over, and uh, and then we chat for a few minutes. We're calling it the Friday hangover, so you should listen to it. It's the uh, it's the beginning of his program at uh, three o'clock. And this was one of this was the story that he brought to my attention. I had not heard this about this customs and border patrol people. Uh, if you get pulled aside for a search. They basically scoop up all of the data off of your phone. Well, are you telling me that Hunter Biden's laptop and phones would not have gotten that same sort of treatment when he visited another country or even this one? When he arrives back from overseas, if he gets pulled aside for a search, they get his information out of that laptop and out of the phone. I mean, it is an almost certainty that uh, that foreign powers have leverage in their relationships with our president because of what was on that uh that laptop and given some of the stories i have seen about what's on that laptop and what hunter biden called his dad on the phone right with the uh, with the contact information i have real reason to believe that there's some severe leverage that can be applied but you know I don't get the sit-down interviews with the president, so I cannot ask these questions. <laughs> but Scott Pelley, he got the sit-down. And that was his one Hunter Biden question. And now you've heard it. All right, news is next. There are other questions. There's, there's there are two more sound bites I want to get to. And one of them he talks about MAGA Republicans again. <gasps> oh, I could <can> barely wait. <laughs>